0: With LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com. No, I don't. Well, we're having a discussion here. I Biden's not going to make it. I'm telling you. He is just as fast. He doesn't have his fastball. It doesn't seem like he has the energy and the ability, the mental alertness to just get through this thing. And I mean, this is now a crisis for the Democrats. All right, we, we choose truth over facts. OK. Uh, yeah. But when I was vice president and I met those kids in Parkland, they came up to see me. Well, I wasn't vice president. Uh, uh, poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Good luck with that, creepy crazy. Um, Margaret Thatcher. okay. Margaret Thatcher, Reagan and Pope John Paul II, they changed the world. That was in the 80s. This is now 2019. That's a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, add to it all the other dumb, stupid things that this guy has said over the years. We'll, We'll play them all for you. And but I'll tell you, it's a disastrous situation because he was supposed to be the establishment choice for the Democrats. All right. So what's their fallback? Is it Beto Bozo? I doubt it. We have Bozo's uh, even his own hometown is refusing to support him. They're now urging in the Houston Chronicle, their editorial board, Calling on Robert Francis, Beto Bozo O'Rourke to uh, get out of the race for 2020 and return to Texas. Run for senator. We just lost running for Senate. And he's not going to win the next time running for Senate either. Doesn't matter. Beto, come home. Bozo, come home. I don't think that's going to work. Kamala Harris has gone so hardcore. New green deal stupidity of AOC and company. uh, She can't back off of that she's stuck um she almost looked mad I've always thought that like one of Bill Clinton's gifts as a politician now bear with me here is that Bill, Bill Clinton for those people that met him always said to me that he made you feel like the most important person in the world when you met him and he gave his full attention Obama like his policies or not had a warmth about him and I don't I, I saw Kamala Harris. She looked pissed when an old person said, don't take my health care. And I, I just I, I don't see it between the radical positions that she has. I mean, you say this about Donald Trump. Um, people find him warm and engaging. I know that. Democ- what? What do you mean? I mean, when he's doing his thing and he's on stage, there is a connection. I think his son referred to it best when they called him a blue-collar billionaire uh, because it is obvious he cares about this country and people, and there's a connection there. The media doesn't see it. You know, the mob will never see it. The mob, they're, they're beside themselves that he's president. They can't believe that they didn't get everything they wanted out of Robert Mueller. And they are fit to be tied. And now they're just doubling down on the lies and the conspiracy theories and the propaganda and the Russian misinformation. They don't care. All right. So if it's not Kamala and it's not Biden, that leaves you with what, Warren? That leaves you with Bernie? I would say as of today, Joe Biden's odds have gone down precipitously. In terms of him being able to win this nomination and navigate through this process to get to the point where he's going to get the nomination. Because I'm going to tell you, he's scaring the crap out of every Democrat. I mean, the Iowa Democrats are worried. There was a New York Magazine piece about this. Local party figures expressing concern about Biden's onstage performance and the notion of his electability. He isn't as uh, compelling verbally Madison County party chairman told the Washington Post there is starting to be a real fear that he cannot hold his own in a debate against Donald Trump. Hold his own. Donald Trump will wipe the floor with with creepy, late, sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe. I it's just it's not even going to be a contest. If I'm Trump today, I'm begging for Biden. I take I'm, and frankly, any of them, they're all weak candidates. They're all radical they all want socialism. They all are going to take the most extreme positions. The difference is in the past with maybe McGovern 72 would be an exception, most democratic socialists would hide who they really are. I mean, let's be honest. Barack Obama gave a great speech, a lot of platitudes, and a lot of bumper stickers, and a lot of slogans, and yes, we can, and Obama, and he delivered it with passion and an energy, and a, he had an ability to connect with people, but in his heart of hearts, we're out there vetting him. Nobody wanted to pay attention because they were too locked into the fantasy that Barack Obama would be a great leader. And in his case, I would, you know, I would argue he was an indoctrinated, radical leftist from the get-go. And unlike Bill Clinton, who was once a governor in the state of Arkansas, who had at least some understanding of what a conservative was, Slick-willy. where red state America is, you know, remember, he changed after Hillary Care flopped. That was when the era of big government was over. The end of welfare as we know it. When have we ever heard anything like that from any of these Democrats? It's not going to happen. Anyway, so pretty much everybody in Iowa is freaked out over the disaster of a weekend that sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe had. I mean, poor kids is just as bright as white kids. Challenge
1: these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids. Black kids. Hello. Asian kids. So we, oh, have really
0: the, we have the shootings in El Paso and the shooting in Dayton within hours of each other. And he expressed condolences for shooting victims in Houston and in Michigan. He didn't get one city right in that particular case. Um, referring to, he started to refer to Theresa May thinking it was Margaret Thatcher. That was for a second time, by the way. It was not the first time he confused the former British Prime Minister Theresa May with her long-dead-now counterpart, the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. That was the second time he's done that since May. That is not a particularly good sign that he's got it together. And then he kind of hit the, the gaff trifecta, claiming that Thomas Jefferson never served as president. I I, it's all happened within a 24 hour span. You know, well, the first one was, well, poor kids are just just as bright as white kids. Huh? You know, and then, of course, my favorite is uh, we choose truth over facts. (laughs) Okay, Um, And then the next one claiming the, the biggest heroes who never got the chance to serve as president. His biggest one was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, he did also author the declaration. But Thomas Jefferson was president. He was our third president of the United States. And Biden was asked on Thursday about his favorite historical figure who was not president. Okay. And he wasn't there. as vice president in 2018 meeting the kids at, from the Parkland shooting. I mean, it, it goes on and on. He's like a gaff machine a second. And, and, by, and I'm putting aside, I mean, the fact that he got away with what he did when he talked about Obama, I don't want to play him all now. We'll play him later in the show. But uh, you know, this, this is this is storybook, man. For the first time, first time, he say, "You got an African American that's articulate, clean, and bright." Whoa! Imagine Donald Trump said that for just a second. Imagine Donald Trump said, "Poor kids is just as bright as white kids." My state's a slave state. We're not a Northeastern. We're a slave state. Like, okay, and he praises. Let's see, Robert, the former Klansman Bird. Everyone praised Bird, the Klansman. Ma- imagine Donald Trump praising Bird. My, like, if, if the media would. Ha- they'd have a collective heart attack. At one, they'd all collapse. While well, they're out there claiming that he's exterminating Latinos in concentration camps, detention centers, at the border. The ones with soccer fields, rec facilities, TVs, telephones, let's see, beds, blankets, cots, pillows, baby formula, doctors, everything. Now, is it where you want to be in a detention center? No. I think I'd rather be there, though, in, than in Chicago, where 59 people were shot. Notice nobody talked about Chicago. Not one person talked about Chicago. Uh, 59 people shot this past weekend total. But, I mean, Biden is a gaff machine, he just – he goes on and on. So one kid from Turning Point actually confronted him in Iowa, uh, asking him, well, how many genders are there? And he said at least three. And then the guy says, okay, what are they? Don't play games with me, kid. <laughs> he thinks he's a tough guy. Um He really does. He thinks he's, I'll take Donald Trump behind the school. Well, I'm I'm looking at, he doesn't look like he has any energy. I believe in truth over facts and those shootings that took place in Michigan and Houston. But I think my all-time favorite is, listen, and this was during the fake news CNN primetime debate where he told voters, directed them to go to Joe 30330.
1: This is the United States of America. We've acted together. We have never, never, never been unable to overcome whatever the problem was. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much.
0: If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. There's nothing there. There is no Joe 30330. And then one of the other candidates, which one was it? Um Buddha no, yeah, Judge. well Yang made fun of him. Yang made fun of him, but Buddha that, Judge that's actually a pretty interesting story. If you agree with Mayor Pete, go to Joe 30330 because uh I don't know, I guess uh, Buddha Judge capitalized on on Biden's flub and called for campaign jo- donations when he said if you agree with me go to Joe 30330 and uh Buddha Judge stepped in and they actually got the website, joe30330.com, and it redirects to Buddha Judge's campaign for president. That was pretty clever on their part. Um, I don't see, I, 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 right now, they're in a state of panic. The biggest problem that they all have is, are two things. One is they're so locked in to this new Green Deal insanity. They are so locked into Medicare for all. They are so locked in, many of them, for reparations. They're so locked into radical hard left positions. They're so locked into no wall, open borders, uh, uh, amnesty. Everything's done by the government. No oil, no gas, no cows, no planes, no combustion engine. They're so locked in that I, I honestly could see a scenario unfolding now. I say this with great trepidation because my experience of 31 years tells me you never know what's going to happen, you know, up until Election Day. We don't know right now what we're going to be talking about when it comes Election Day 2020. We don't know what issues will come up between now and then. So you never know. But I don't see anybody emerging that has the ability to defeat Donald Trump. And I see Donald Trump's enthusiasm. The more they hate this man, the more the people that voted for him like him. The more successful he becomes, the more energized and animated he is. And America also has gotten used to the fact he's not an establishment figure and they like it. He is what he promised to be, and that is a disruptor, an iconoclast, and I'll tell you the other smart thing that any politician should learn from. Two things. Fight like hell for what you promised and fight and keep your promises. And the president keeps doing that. He could just run down the list. There's what he promised. This is what he delivered. Promise, deliver. Promise, deliver. If you want to get reelected, make promises, fight like hell, and then deliver. If you do that, I think you get reelected. We'll see. I uh, want to remind you, don't forget, expresspros.com where you will get the job of your dreams.
8: that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay,
7: that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, this show's breaking. Apparently, the Attorney General has uh, stepped up in the the Epstein issue um anyway the warden at this federal prison in New York City the Metropolitan Correctional Center has uh, been reassigned out of that post by the Attorney General Bill Barr and the U.S. Bureau of Prisons also placed two staffers there who've been assigned to Epstein cell unit on administrative leave pending an ongoing investigation in Epstein's death so, something is wrong here because we also broke the story last night in that particular case that and, and it's so odd everything about this is odd that one of the there was one person that was in the unit that wasn't even a correctional officer and then this this mysterious cellmate transferred hours before the apparent sewer, suicide they're supposed to look every 30 minutes, meaning the correctional guards and check on every prisoner in the unit. They didn't do it. It went on apparently for hours. Uh, the autopsy is concluded, but um, results are pending. Further information, probably if I had to guess toxicology, Epstein's camp sent our friend Michael Bodden over to watch the autopsy, which is pretty fascinating to me. At some point when he's able to talk, we'll we'll have him on, Um, you know, and then you have all these these Hollywood stars and Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton. And the only one that seems to be in the clear is the guy that threw his ass out of Mar-a-Lago 15, 16 years ago, which was Donald Trump. But that doesn't stop the conspiracy theorists in Hollywood. Oh, no. You got uh, Deborah Messing. Let's see. You got the lunatic Michael Moore. Uh, you've got, what's her name... Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, they all think Donald Trump is responsible.
2: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free i
0: Hi, right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean We are following a situation, apparently San Antonio uh, gunshots earlier today at a local Immigration and custom, Customs Enforcement office in San Antonio, according to local media reports, and um, local law enforcement responded around 3 a.m. this morning to shots fired at the ICE field office. And pol- police telling News 4, the local station down there, that the man is to believed to have fired the shots from across the highway into the windows of the building. The building does not have bulletproof windows, and at least one shot penetrated a window. And they have a 24-7 command center in there. A lot of people in the building. And uh, thank God nobody was hurt. But based on this, based on, on the logic that... Uh, you know, everybody in talk radio, everyone on Fox, everybody, the president's responsible for El Paso. OK, that means that all of the people that attack anyone that believes in building a wall, and bo- they're responsible. Just like Bernie Sanders is responsible for the shooting of Steve Scalise in that baseball field. Just Elizabeth Warren is responsible for that nut job in Dayton. That based on what they say, based on what they're all these are their standards and on our standards. Um, yeah, I know a lot's been made. Some of you got angry that I tweeted out after Chris, Chris Cuomo, I guess, had this bit of a run in meltdown, you know, moment with some guy, I guess, at some event. And maybe I'm a little sensitive to it because I've lived this life. Um, look, I have said this many times. Nobody believes me. I don't think fame is a healthy thing. That may sound really, really odd coming from somebody who chose to be, you know, and the weird thing is I really never chose that fame. I chose I wanted to be in talk radio. I wanted to be on the air. I wanted to talk about issues. And when I got behind the microphone, it was just fun. I wasn't thinking about where this was all going to end up because I was working for free. And my first job paid me 19 grand a year. I, I never thought I'd be successful at this. By any objective measure, but I liked it. I loved it. I had fun. I worked at it. I mean, when I went to Huntsville, Alabama, I mean, I didn't know a single person in the state, and I'd stay up all night with the all-night overnight DJ, and I'd stay in a production room. This was the old-style production room where you'd have a razor blade, and you actually cut real tape, reel-to-reel tape, and you'd have to put things together. And now it's. Jason's laughing as what? You're laughing. Why? Oh, those are the old days. You had to have the white grease pencil to m- to mark your you had, your edits. You had to mark your edit. You had to imagine cut how it. fun it is to do sports doing that. Uh, you did that. How many years that way? I, luckily, I didn't have to do it more than maybe a couple of years when I was at no. The I mean, DXY. it's it is arduous work, and but I had nothing else to do and. You know, it was fun because the local station, the the sister's accompanying station was uh, ZYP, it was known as. Today's hits, yesterday's classics. And anyway, so I'd sit there with the overnight DJ and people would be calling in all night. We'd be sitting there and we'd be talking to girls and we thought it was fun. We'd invite people down and hang out with us. We'd have a party there every night. What?
9: What was the tape, Sean? Do you remember? The woman who fell asleep on the air with you and oh, you were no, trying that, to wake her up? That
0: was at the ex-wife in New York. That was at uh, that was it? the okay. old station, yeah. Um, well, that was... Oh, this was the sweet... There were so many great I regular know. callers. I did um, my first year in New York because I wanted to stay in radio when I started at Fox. I did 11 at night till 2 in the morning. Now, the ex-station... It's a like the station we're on in New York now is a fifty thousand watt Clear Channel powerful station. For example, the station I was on in Huntsville was seven seventy on the AM dial. At sunup and sundown, we had to power down that station, and I could pick up WABC in New York in Huntsville, Alabama, and I'd hear Bob Grant. Because, you know, car radio is tuned into my station. Next thing I know, oh, okay, a local station's pretty much off the air, and I'd hear, hey, uh, let's be heard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, God bless them. I know. So uh, anyway, so there were a bunch of Car Marty, who slammed the beaches in Normandy, and we met him. He came to some of our Freedom concerts, and he had lost an eye, remember? He, was bl- he totally lost an eye. Um, and he talked and he spoke in detail. I mean, imagine those kids slamming the beaches of Normandy and uh, what they faced. They, they, they literally will be mowed down right in front of them. And the odds of them getting to safety were next to zero. And the way they got there was stepping over their fellow dead Americans and other soldiers and body parts everywhere. But they did it. I mean, it was an incredible sacrifice. Then we had, we just had like a cast of characters that would call in. And one of them was a a woman named Candy. And Candy called in and she would always do this. Sean. I go, Candy. Sean. Candy. No, we just, the great thing about late night radio is you didn't have all the ads. So you just keep going all night. It'd be like, it would be wonderful. You only have a couple of minutes of commercials. Anyway, one night I go, Candy. This is what I hear. Shh. It was the loudest snore ever. We have this in our archives somewhere. I know I have this tape. So for the rest of the show, I'd keep, I'd go to one caller. Then I'd come back, Candy. <laughs> and like the next night she calls and I'm like, Candy, we, we kept going back to it and I played it. She couldn't believe she had fallen asleep. It was like a freight train. It was sort of like the way Linda sneezes. It's like that bad. It was like an atomic earthquake. Wow. Boom!
9: Wow, we're not even an hour in.
0: Uh, Ethan, is that not true? The way it-
3: That is a factual
0: it is- representation. I'm worried the building's going to fall down every time you sneeze. We have literally sound... This is a soundproof room I'm in. There's a big glass window separating us, which means she can't... Hit me, which is good. Well, there's one spot where I consistently hit. Yeah, go ahead. Pound on the window like you do when you want to get my attention. Go ahead. Let's see is if we see can, let's can see hear? if we can hear it. Oh, yeah, you have your mic on it. Okay. <laughs> of course we're going to hear it that way. Uh, you know what's amazing? Nobody knows. There's Mueller fallout going on right now. You know Greg Craig, who used to be Clinton's attorney, he was indicted by Mueller. And anyway, so the last time reporters, photographers scrambled after Greg Craig as he entered into the federal courthouse from the Capitol. He was shepherding a high profile defendant. And uh, but now he is now facing his own trial. He's 74 years old. He's the one in the defendant's chair and he's facing a trial, a felony charge of lying to and misleading Justice Department officials about his work with Paul Manafort for Ukraine's government I haven't heard anyone in the media because they can't bludgeon Trump everything is Russia collusion doesn't matter unless you can bludgeon Trump obstruction doesn't matter if it's Hillary Russia nobody cares Trump Russia lies conspiracies they they will spend two and a half years on it If it's obstruction, even though there's no underlying crime, like Hillary has the Espionage Act, obstruction doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. Only matters if you can bludgeon Trump. You know, if uh, sexual assault, I believers only believe if you can bludgeon Trump's uh, choice for the U.S. Supreme Court, not the lieutenant governor of uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. You know, just like you blame the shooting in El Paso, but totally ignore the fact that the Dayton shooter was a Warren supporter or the Scalise shooter was a Bernie Sanders supporter. that That's how this media rolls. That's why they are a mob. It is a mob mentality. You know, uh, when they talk about manufactured crisis, they're just all echoing each other. Russia, Russia, Russia. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Racist, racist. Stormy, stormy. Whatever the talking point is of the day. Collusion, collusion. Impeachment, impeachment. It's This is now what we're going to get throughout the entire election cycle through 2020. This is it. And it's not going to change. They are not going to all of a sudden wake up and admit that they're wrong and and, and acknowledge and, and and correct what they have falsely reported, the lies they've told, the conspiracies they've spun, and and say that they were wrong. They're not going to do it. By the way, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris are pushing the anti-cop Ferguson lie. Apparently, they've now latched on to the hands up, don't shoot, which we now know from eyewitnesses in that case. Does it not matter that we we had an investigation and the witnesses in the case were the people in Ferguson that bravely stood up, told the truth, and corroborated everything that, in fact, Officer Darren Wilson, whose career ended for nothing— in that particular case do they not care apparently not because you know it's five years since Ferguson and uh anyway you got people now back quoting what they murdered this young man Michael Brown that's not what happened we had a report released by Obama's Department of Justice even saying otherwise but you got Warren and Harris reiterating the Protester's narrative in two separate tweets on the fifth anniversary. Warren saying five years ago, Michael Brown was murdered by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Michael was unarmed, yet he was shot six times. I stand with activists and organizers and continue to fight for the justice for Michael. If I was Darren Wilson, I would make a phone call right now and I would call Nicholas Sandman and Richard Jewell's attorney, uh, down in Linwood, down in uh, Georgia, and I sue her because she's saying he committed murder.
9: I have breaking news. What? We have found Candy sleeping on the air.
0: You did. All right, go ahead. Look. Jason Candy. found it. Candy. Hello, hello, Candy fellows. Hello. This isn't the first. I, I told the this story happened. right. Candy. <laughs> and I gotta say, we'll put it on hold. Maybe we'll come back. I swear to God, this actually happened once at night. Candy fell asleep on the air. Where did you find that tape? He said to Jason. I was like,
9: Jason, we have played this before. Please check the archives. It is it's so it. funny, man.
0: Uh, now Elizabeth Warren said that Harris. That's it. That's it. That's told all the I story. Get. Mike, thank you for getting Michael. Br- this is what uh, Kamala Harris. Michael Brown's murder. I'm telling. Hire Lynn I would sue the people saying this. And by the way, jet-setting crazy Bernie says global warming is a bigger threat than terrorism. I mean, it, it, assuming that cre- sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe can't step it up, that he's just lost his fastball completely, even David Axelrod in a nice way said, yeah, that's probably the best he's got. And that's not going to be good enough to defeat Donald Trump. You know what the odd thing is? You got They are so locked in still. You got Gerald Nadler... Is out there saying that impeachment proceedings have begun. He said formal impeachment proceedings. Well, the problem is that that would violate House rules, what he said. And you got Congressman Doug Collins, who we really like a lot on this program. He's the one that released the closed door transcripts of these that have shed so much light on what really was happening behind closed doors. Anyway, he called out Nadler's claim. Chairman Nadler is either uninformed about what a formal impeachment inquiry is or he's deliberately misleading the American people and public to score cheap political points. Which is it, Chairman? Any function of impeachment under Article 1 requires a majority vote in the House approving the measure. Without that failsafe, any committee could abuse the impeachment process and the court system and declare that they've started an impeachment proceeding which is invalid or constitutional. And Nadler doesn't want to appear to have the uh, authority—doesn't appear to have the authority to launch it on his own, as Doug Collins points out. That power would be with the House. And if Democrats want to vote for that, I say go for it. I I think that's a good idea for them to do that. And Collins, a GOP aide, told the Examiner that, you know— he does dispute Nadler's assertion that they're currently conducting a formal impeachment proceeding. House rules require a formal vote in order for the committee to begin conducting such a impeachment inquiry. But they just they, they now have to to appeal to this radical base of theirs. And it's if Biden 30330 ever makes it. I mean, we should charge admission for great causes to get into that debate. I Completely we, agree with you. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. That would be the greatest experience ever. And I, you know, everyone talks about the Trump debate after Access Hollywood, you know, and he said locker room talk. By the way, I'm defending Chris Cuomo too. But you know what? And I'm going to tell you why. I didn't finish my thought. I've been through all of this. I've, and, and I'm so much more. And I never finished my thought. Fame isn't healthy, I don't think. And the thing about fame is you got to be rooted in something, your faith, belief in God. You know, I'm kind of rooted in, yeah, reality, which was that I didn't have any money when I started out doing this. And just I always thought I was doing my last show. But, you know, when you're with your nine-year-old daughter and your wife's in the room and some jackass comes up to you and calls you Fredo or whatever, um, I could just sympathize with him being pissed off. Now I know for a lot of people, maybe you know the salty language, but I'm going to be honest about that too. It's not anything Linda doesn't say every day. We hear oh, her, and say you're that, welcome for my honesty. Yeah, for my honesty. Um, That's time. We've all heard these words. That's why everyone they act so the, the feigning of outrage is a. It's an industry now.
9: The Godfather would never be made today.
10: Let me say this, I will abide by the peace we've made here today. But should something befall, some act of God even, an accident on my son, I say to you gathered here today, I will get my revenge. But the Godfather, how do you protect your identity and security online? I do it in a very special way. It's called semantic. It's Norton Security.
0: Uh...
1: I'm going to give you the whole load today. We got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a story. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? You don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a Northeast liberal state. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, I'm not joking. His mom uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's, still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be Vice President of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. So let me say it again. Thank you, uh, Terry. And thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. And thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first 100 days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Think about what happened out in where Gabby Difford, my good friend, was shot and mortally wounded. Well, I say they're going to start to see unemployment grow uh, this spring. You mean employment? Uh, It's going to take... uh, Employment grow, I'm sorry. Number one job facing the middle class, and it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs. J-O-B-S, jobs. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man- the manner in which I talk about it. Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Now is the time. To heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their, and their pensions and the left to get GM working. Now, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. And guess what? Mostly directed at, quote, people of color. You see it. We got Jim Crow sneaking back in. No, I mean it. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Words that stunned the nation, and I would argue, I know, shocked the world. International leaders spoke about it. You had people like Margaret Thatcher, excuse me, you had people like the, the former chairman and leader of the party in in Germany. You had Angela Merkel. Challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow, if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, wealthy kids, black kids. Agency. No, I really mean it. But think how we think about it. I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to, and I, I, I I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president. They went off the hill to go into those neighborhoods. All those congressmen were like, "No, I'm not here. I'm not here. don't, Don't tell them I'm around." They're afraid of it. They should be exposed.
0: Yeah, those kids in Parkland came to see me when I was vice president. Okay, that was 2018. You were not vice president. You know, poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Whoopsie-daisy. For the first time, you have somebody that's clean and articulate and bright. Man, that storybook. Um, We choose truth over facts, he said. I mean, I really think it's scary, the Margaret Thatcher reference. That blew me away. Biden missed. We had the shootings in El Paso and Dayton within hours of each other. No, he referred to that as Michigan and Houston. Uh, Something is really amiss here, uh, and it gets worse. Anyway, joining us... um john mclaughlin pollster strategist uh also supposedly retired pollster but he's not he's full of crap matt towery is with us he can't stop so we might as well we're just going to keep him busy and keep him off the golf course um i'm watching all of this and now i think matt you think it's going to be biden right
11: well no, I, I have to confess i thought
0: it was going to be harris because
11: uh, you know. I still feel I still feel like one of these southern states like South Carolina if an African- American candidate gets some significant endorsements it could change the change things but she damaged herself immensely in that last debate um, I, I also think
0: across. her positions damage her greatly as well between you can't have private health insurance the new green deal I mean she has locked her in reparation she's locked herself in very deep into very controversial positions. But, you
11: know, Sean, those are positions that virtually anyone who gets the nomination of this party is going to have to uh, embrace. And uh, they haven't done it completely. I mean, Biden is obviously viewed as, quote, the centrist in this race. I think that montage just gave us was a pretty good idea of where his candidacy is heading in the end. But but. They're going to be forced, because as these more liberal candidates drop off the radar screen one by one, those votes have to go to someone. And I don't see them going to Joe Biden. I see them going to another candidate. And most of these other candidates have drifted very, very
0: far. I I would say at this point, I I think Joe, he doesn't have the energy for this, in my estimation. Um, And I just don't think uh, he's uh, the guy that was the vigorous campaigner of old and— well, so I think you're
12: right, and and that video clip that you just played of all those stumbles and gaffs uh, really highlights what's going on. He, I mean, the president has labeled him as Sleepy Joe, uh, but it's 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 more telling than that because we had, in fact, we had on our on our website at McLaughlinOnline.com, and we just wrote a blog about it at Newsmax.com. We kind of took a pause after the tragedies of last week's uh, uh, shootings. But we had a uh, July 30th poll where Biden had fallen from 34 to 28 uh, among liberals. He's only 23, and Sanders is right behind him with 21 and and. and Warren is at 12. And you know how these polls can go bang, bang, bang. And as Matt's talking about, the African-American votes was holding Biden up because he's at 47% with the African-Americans. But Kamala Harris is only at 12 and Cory Booker's only at three. So at some point, you know, like when you saw the, the announcement, when he made his announcement, when people saw that, and we focus grouped it with with younger people and, and uh, minority voters, they're like, nothing ideological he gets. They, they sit there and they say he's too old. And the more people see him on the stump and the more gaffs he makes, people are going to look at him and say, this guy isn't up for the job. And in contrast, right. Here's we-
0: the, let me ask the question mm-hmm. this way. Do you think Joe Biden has lost his political fastball or are you saying that he just he just is not up to the task of running for president, which takes an enormous commitment and an enormous amount of energy? Yeah, absolutely. He's lost his fastball. And, and, and he
12: may, look he's never won in the first place. This is the third time he's running for president. And he was really, you know, second fiddle to Obama. So, so now you've got a guy who, when the focus is on him, it's, it's like he just doesn't have it anymore.
0: All right. So think I'm crazy. Don't think I'm crazy. I'm looking now, and I think it may be coming down to... Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Crazy Bernie and, and one 1,024. Well, that's entirely possible, Sean. I mean, it, it,
11: you have a scenario, and I think John and I have sort of both said this in prior discussions, and that is that my expectation is that the ultimate nominee will be from the more left center side of the party, which is so left now that it's hard to say what's left There is no center. That having been said, if, if Harris or Booker – Can't get the nomination. You remember what happened in 2008. Barack Obama was polling very poorly all over the country. Um, At that time, Oprah Winfrey went to William Bryce Stadium in South Carolina and basically endorsed Barack Obama. And the next week, his polling numbers went from being in third or fourth place in South Carolina to being 20 points ahead of Hillary Clinton. Now, that scenario could happen again, but you've got to have a candidate strong enough to get those types of endorsements. Right now, Neither Booker nor Harris appears to be strong enough at the moment. If that doesn't happen, then the scenario of Warren or uh, Bernie Sanders becomes more and more likely.
0: Uh, now, does Kamala have a chance to come back or is she too locked in? For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I don't see a, a warmth in her selling her ideas as like a. Um, she's very adamant. And I noticed that even when she was answering this woman's question about, well, don't take away my health care. I don't know. There's usually a certain warmth the politicians that are really good have. And it's one of those things you either have it or you don't have it. Like, I would argue Barack Obama absolutely had it. Clinton had it. Bill Clinton, not Hillary. Um, And I'm not sure sort of standoffish. Does that sound like I I think I think people want to think of their politicians as being warm people that you could have a beer with.
12: Right, and that's why Elizabeth Warren wanted to have a beer, which she had announced. And by the way, as Matt said, Elizabeth Warren is the one who's moving in the early states. And come February, when you have the Iowa caucus, where people need passion to come out on a freezing cold day, and then you're followed in eight days by New Hampshire, Elizabeth Warren could be the surprise upset winner there, even over Bernie. But then you come back to South Carolina, where two-thirds of the primary voters happen to be African Americans. And the difference is, Kamala Harris doesn't seem to be warming up to them. They really don't know her. They know Biden better, and they want to like somebody at a personal level. And they, and they were comfortable with Biden, but then they're saying, oh, my gosh, he may be too old. And uh, uh, he's just not with it anymore. So I, I think you're going to see surprises, and there's a lot more volatility in this field than, than uh than we're we'll, you know that we're seeing right now. What do you think, Matt Towery?
11: I, I agree with John. I think that um, I want to also say I don't find Warren to be particularly warm and fuzzy either. She is the <laughs> professorial type to the T. And uh, the, the the one person who's been written off, basically, in a lot of ways, you didn't write him off just San Diego, a uh, shock that a lot have, is Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has one thing that a lot of these other candidates don't have, and that is he has a prior organization. And in some places like New Hampshire and other locations, that could be of great importance. And, of course, we know how primaries go, the primary season go. It's, a, it's an ebb and flow and a matter of momentum. The winner in Iowa isn't necessarily the winner. South Carolina can be game changer. Then you've got California coming up earlier this year. Long way to go. But really, a weak field right
0: now, in my opinion. All right, eight right, Sean toll free telephone number. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Our pollsters. We'll be checking in with them from now until November twenty twenty. Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. Matt thinks he's retired, but he really isn't. He says it, but he's not. He never never turns down an invitation. He has nothing else to do all day. We're we're like his lifeline to the to the outside world because he 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 says he quit, but he can't get out. It's like the mob. You know, just when you think you're, drag you right back in. And right, as we continue, Matt Towery and John McLaughlin are with us. 800 941 Sean, toll free uh, telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? Well, I did see that um, apparently uh, Mayor de Blasio, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, show we did with him, um, apparently the biggest audience he ever had. And uh, then he goes to Iowa and he only had 15 people show up. And he keeps bragging, My son helped prep me for Hannity. I'm like, Prep you for- You didn't? How did you need prep? Mr. Mayor. You have armed guards. Does every New Yorker have the right in their own home if they pass a background check and are mentally stable? Do they have a right to own a firearm in their house? Every New Yorker has a right to be safe. Do they have a right to own a gun? Every New Yorker has a right to be safe. He didn't answer any questions. That's not debate prep. Does that help him out or hurt him? He's going to be the big silent breakthrough, I guess, Comrade de Blasio.
11: John, I, I think we you, you gave him his last uh, 10 seconds of, of fame on the political uh, landscape. I
0: didn't dislike simply, the guy. I mean, I just couldn't yeah. believe he wouldn't answer a question, and he wants to be president.
11: <laughs> yeah, well, he's going nowhere uh, very fast, and, and probably I would be surprised. Of course, he, he probably will have the financial backing to make it through. I don't know that he'll make the debates, though. I can't imagine that he'll make the next debate, given the criteria. He may or may not.
0: What about Beto Bozo, Robert Francis O'Rourke, John McLaughlin?
12: He's trying really hard, and the frustration all these Democrats have right now is that when you put the president's record in perspective, as we did in our last poll, and you ask if, if uh, you know if you agree that that he's too valuable to lose, and there's so much more to be done, the president is ahead fifty-two to forty. And and the worst thing going on for the Democrats is they're calling him a racist. De Blasio is attacking him. And, and, and Beto O'Rourke absolutely is blaming him for the, these terrible tragedies. I mean, these guys are desperate because the majority of Americans in the poll, we've said they, they want him to continue to fight for change, 51 to 38. The press does not want this story out
0: there. The president no. has a solid base. All right. Good to talk to you both, John McLaughlin. All right. Last Question predictions. Who gets it? John, quick. Donald Trump, and I I think Elizabeth Warren I think gets to South Carolina, but
12: there she gets ambushed because she doesn't get African American support.
0: Who gets the nomination? You'd sound like the Blasio. Oh, it's it's another just one of the losers. It's either gonna be Warren or Harris. Matt Towery. I still say Harris. She doesn't look look friendly, but I think she could pull it off. All right, we'll leave it there. Bill O'Reilly when we get back, then uh, Kaylee McEnany, Jeff Lord, and your calls, 800-941-SHAWN as we continue. we got a great Hannity tonight at 9, straight ahead.
2: I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty, we're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it with the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
3: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
13: From the right, call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, much... Fredo is from The Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? I'm a little Are you I Italian. Got, I a little it's bit a fing bit... insult to your people. It's an insult to your fing people. It's like the N word for us. Oh, wow. so, is that a cool fing thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll fing play. If you got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it, but I'm going to call me Italian. Hey, so, listen. What? I don't what? want any problems. Bro. Yeah, you're going to have a big problem. What's the problem? It's a little different I mean, on TV. Don't insult me like that. Pro- I, I didn't insult you. You call me Fredo. It's like I call you pump. I mean, you like that? You want I, to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I, you called me Fredo. I, you I know thought, thought my name's no. not Fredo. I, I your name was. You man. did not think my name was Fredo. Don't be a liar. I you, you want to no, be no, a no, man. Stand up like a man. I'm standing up, man. You want to be a man out here. Then own it. Then own what you said. Hey, then own what you said. Listen, take them what? problem with you, You're going to have a problem. Well, what are you going to do about mind. it? I'll, I'll ruin you. I'll, I'll throw you down you these stairs mean, like a f***ing punk. You Please do. Why, so you can f***ing sue? sue? You don't want so to do So you f***ing sue? Well, why don't you do it? take a swing. You're going to call me Fredo. Take a swing. Take a swing. Watch your f***ing hands. Watch your hands. Take a swing. Come on, come on, boy. Come on, boy. You want to call me Call me s***. Hey, listen, I'm not doing anything. I'll f***ing wreck your wreck your you, yeah, didn't you, did, you didn't know what you were doing. You I thought, thought it was Fredo? your name. You I thought it was your name. You didn't know. Right? Hey, you didn't up. know what you were saying, right? I thought it was your name. Said I'm breaking it up. Breaking I'm up. breaking it up. Breaking up. Breaking up. Sorry. Sorry. This is my bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at all these cameras. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for man. it. You're in for it. I in for what? You're in for it. You're in for
1: it. As they say in my b- business, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the whole load today. You got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? You don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. fully, I'm not joking. His mom uh, lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so, uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's, still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. <laughs> God bless her soul. A man who will be the next president of the United States
0: Barack America.
1: Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be Vice President of the United States of America. Let's get that straight and quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. So let me say it again. Thank you, uh, Terry. And thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. <laughs> Unchain. Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Think about what happened out in where Gabby Gifford, my good friend, was shot and mortally wounded. Well, I say they're going to start to see unemployment grow uh, this spring. Uh, It's going to take uh, employment grow, I'm sorry. Number one job facing the middle class, and it happens to be, as Barack says, a three letter word jobs. J O B S. Jobs. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man- the manner in which I talk about it. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Now is the time to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their, and their pensions and the left to get GM working. Now, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. And guess what? Mostly directed at, quote, people of color. You see it. We got Jim Crow sneaking back in. No, I mean it. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. And help me in this fight. Thank you very much. We choose science over fiction. We choose
0: truth over facts. Yeah, we tr- we choose truth over facts. Science. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe. My favorite, though, is if, if you want to support me, 30330, which meant nothing. It meant absolutely nothing. Positively, there was no place to go to find 30330. Imagine if Trump said that poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Like uh, crazy Uncle Joe said. And, you know, oh, uh, when I was vice president during the Parkland sh- shooting, I remember they came up. No, they didn't come up. You weren't the vice president. And, you know, at a state fair, we choose truth over facts. <laughs> he goes on. Uh, you can't work at a Dunkin Donuts or a Seven Eleven unless you have a slight Indian accent. Crazy Uncle Joe. And then, you know, he mentioned uh, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. I didn't, you know, she's been out of commission now for a long time. She's long gone. Uh, And that would go back to the Reagan years. And, well, anyway, joining us now, Bill O'Reilly, all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Earlier we also played uh, Chris Cuomo. You know, I defended Chris on Twitter. I'm going to tell you why. You and I have experienced this on steroids and Look, he said today he should have acted a little better, but fine. But when your nine-year-old daughter is there and your wife is in the room, I'm sorry. I just—it's unacceptable for people to. You don't get a free shot just because you want to be a rude jerk. Well,
14: that puts me out of pretty much every discourse. (laughs) I I can't now participate in anything.
0: All right, nice. Um, BillO'Reilly.com.
14: 30330. (laughs) Do you know what that is? What? That's a secret code for (laughs) BillO'Reilly.com. Is that true? You get a free subscription. I, I got like millions of people. I uh, said, so, well, we thought we were going to join No, you're at O'Reilly.com. Um, all right, let's say Cuomo. So uh, we both know Cuomo. He worked at Fox News. I don't think he admits to that. <laughs> but uh, he got his first break there, really. Right, he did. And uh, I don't have any, anything against Cuomo. He, he does what his ideology tells him to do and what Jeff Zucker, his boss, tells him to do. Um, my credo has always been you don't justify bad behavior by pointing to other bad behavior. And I heard a lot of that on the radio today. Well, uh, the guy who called him Fredo and obviously was trying to insult him, uh, you know, they've done a lot worse than Mitch McConnell and other people. Y- y- don't do that. That's fifth grade. So yeah, you rightly pointed out that you and me and others have had to deal with um, situations, some of them threatening. At one point in my career at Fox News, I had to have security people live inside my house. So did I. i had people arrested yeah. on my property.
0: Same here. One guy is in prison. Same here. For- <laughs> yeah, keep going. We've had similar experiences, Bill. Yeah. No, I, but listen, so, I don't talk about it a lot. No, because that
14: just makes it worse.
0: Yep. So
14: this is a serious thing. It's it's not a you know it's it's comical because of Fredo and and all that but it's really somebody's going to get hurt now when you step back and you say well what what's the fuse here the fuse is hey Trump that's the 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 fuse of all of this whether it be conservative individuals confronting Cuomo or liberal individuals confronting you and me it's all about Trump because now in the country there is a license to hate All right, so 007 had a license to kill now you got a license to hate and the media has gleefully gleefully embraced that hatred so when you see it every day on CNN where Cuomo works and every day on his program then unstable or immature individuals are going to act that out in public.
0: The only thing I disagree with, if you look at the top fold, New York Times yesterday, um, anybody that talked about the millions and millions and millions of illegal immigrants and these big caravans, if they've ever used the word invasion, they tried to tie that to the actions of the psycho in El Paso, Texas. But if we take that thinking to its co- logical conclusion, well, then that would mean that Bernie Sanders was responsible for the ball field Scalise shooting. And Elizabeth Warren is responsible for the Dayton shooting. And, you know, anybody we have three on about 300 overdoses from heroin in this country every week 90 percent of that heroin crosses that southern border or those that one percent of the criminal element uh that is involved in human trafficking drug trafficking or criminal enterprises including murder in the u.s if we don't have a border wall then those that oppose it they would be responsible for all those crimes i hold individuals responsible For what they do. I said at the time, Bernie Sanders is not responsible for what happened when Steve Scalise got shot. Steve Scalise agreed with that. And I think this blame game and that words motivate people to be psychos because we have political disagreements. That is an intellectually lazy and dishonest argument to me.
14: All right. But where does it all go back to, Hannity? Where does the New York Times article go back to? It all goes back to Trump.
0: That's true. I
14: agree with that. Everything goes back. Look, the hatred in this country now is as high as it's ever been since the Civil War. That's a historical fact. And what is driving that loathing is media that is so crazed, and that's the word, that Donald Trump is president, that all standards of behavior have
0: collapsed. So, Well, well, you mean that when MSDNC, the conspiracy network, uh, literally had one of their anchors say that Trump is talking about exterminating Latinos and there are no repercussions for that kind of commentary?
14: No, there are no rules. Comcast refuses to impose standards on its employees, and so does CNN. That's AT&T. So that's what you have. Now, if you, again, step back and you say, if you have 3,000 people organized in a Central American country marching toward the United States to try to violate our immigration laws and our border what would you call that? Uh, That's an invasion.
0: You can't say that according to those on the left. But that's what it is. Bill, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know that. So then you say to yourself,
14: well, the New York Times knows that. They know it's an invasion because that's the definition
0: of the word. You see, but wait, I want to add one thing to this. We, your grandparents, my grandparents came to this country from Ireland. I actually have the documents from Ellis Island. And we are not against immigration. We're not against it at all. We're against illegal immigration. Now, I don't care if you come from Central America or where, wherever you come from. I ask two things. You do it well, three. You do it legally. We have an opportunity to vet you to make sure that you're not part of a group that would bring harm to our citizens that are here. We have to protect the American people. And number three, you show means that you'll be able to provide for yourself while you're here. If you can do that, uh, add that to merit-based immigration. I'm all for immigration. I I, I want people to be part of our family because that's how we got here. And I think you agree with that. I
14: take it a step further. I've always said that if I were a poor man in Mexico or Central America and I had children to feed, I'd try to sneak
0: across the border, too. Bill? Bill? I, I have would. Bill. I have said the same I thing. I have said this. I've been down there fourteen times. Yeah, I, I would do. I it. I'd do the same thing. Okay. However, if I got caught doing it, I would take my
14: punishment exactly. like a man, and I would say, "Yes, I did this. I did this to feed my family, but." I did violate the law, and I respect the law, so I'm going to
0: take my punishment. Now, that's the difference All Right, but what between, the should the punishment be? We don't want to punish people that just want no, a better no, no. life. We the punishment said, is deportation. That would, be, that would be the consequences, right? Right. But, and, and then and come and in legally.
14: Gonna, I'm not going to say that America is a fascist country and that I have a right to violate international law, as some of them do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, okay, I did it. Deport me, and I understand why you're
0: doing it and i still think america is a great country at least hey, I could support my family here. You, you, know, you know what country does that more than any other? Mexico. They do it, to, or they put the people from Central America in jail or immediately deport them. Fascinating how Mexico tries to lecture us. Um, all right, we only have a minute. Um, I just give a very simple answer on everything with Epstein. I agree with the Attorney General of the United States. Uh, I think this is very unusual, all that has happened here. And I think the victims of his crimes deserve justice, and I'm glad to hear that he's going to pursue the truth and get to the bottom of all this.
14: I think it's a disgrace that the federal prison system is so chaotic. I mean, a guy like Whitey Bulger murdered, um, I have some sympathy for him, and I'm sure he's rotting in hell right now, as is Epstein. But this is the federal prison system. Come on. you got to clean it up. You have enough high-tech gizmos to supervise everybody in there. Stop the gang. Stop the narcotics in jail. Stop it all.
10: Now.
0: Uh, I can't disagree with anything you've said we are capable of better unless you're given the death penalty and in this case he was being charged these were new charges. Um, I thought he got a despicable sweetheart deal the last time. and But I do believe some of these victims deserved their day in court. And I think the Southern District had it. And let's wait and see what uh, the attorney general comes up with. All right, BillOReilly.com. Thank you, sir.
14: All right. Always a pleasure, son. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate
0: Bye. you being with us. 800 941 Sean toll telephone number. News Roundup Information Overload is next.
2: Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
15: So meanwhile, the investigation of Epstein's death now falls into the hands of William Barr, Donald Trump's consigliere and attorney general who refused to recuse himself on the Epstein case despite his association with a law firm once involved with Epstein, whose father once hired Jeffrey Epstein as a teacher with neither experience nor degree, and whose prime directive is to protect Donald Trump, no matter what. In other words, we may never get the answers to how Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to die and deprive all those victims of their opportunity for justice.
3: I've had people call my show in the past who are Trump supporters who are white, who have bluntly said he makes me feel better to be white again. He makes me feel better about myself as a white person. Yep. They've literally said that, and they're like, "I'm not racist. He makes me feel good about, about being, being white. a white person, yeah. and that we are suffering, yeah. we are a victim. He speaks the victimhood language. So yeah. for them, we." They look at it as pathetic. They yeah. look at it as, a, as a champion. You yeah. don't
2: communicate it to them. You beat them. You beat them. They are not a majority of this country. That's the majority a, of white people in this right. country are not a majority of the country. And, and all the people who are not fooled by this need to come together, go to the polls, go to the protests, do whatever you have to do. You do not negotiate with these people. You destroy them.
15: And, and by the way, uh, the black man said beat them, meaning in a poll, in, in a, uh, an election. Yeah. So
1: don't come for the black man. He said beat them in oh, polls. The words that stunned the nation, and I would argue, I know, shocked the world. International leaders spoke about it. You you had people like Margaret Thatcher, excuse me, you had p- p- people like the, the former chairman and leader of the party in the, in Germany.
0: You had Angela Merkel. Okay, Margaret Thatcher. That was during Reagan's time, and she's been long gone. She was the Iron Lady, an amazing woman, and uh, you had this, this, well, moment in history, really, when you had Pope John Paul, and you had Margaret Thatcher, and you had Ronald Reagan, and the world changed for the better. Um, But then you get the conspiracy theory TV. That was, I guess, Joy Reid in that particular case about Barr. Uh, The same network. Yes. Roswell, Rachel Manow, the conspiracy theory uh, network at MSDNC. Uh, Oh, last week they were talking about had one of their anchors claiming Trump's talking about exterminating Latinos. President Obama used the power of the presidency
16: Mm -hmm. to try to pass comprehensive immigration reform with the Latino community, Latino leaders at the table. You don't have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating Latinos.
0: Okay, nobody's talking about exterminating anybody, not even a little bit. As a matter of fact, Griff Jenkins went down to the detention center's Down south of our border, yeah, there are people there that have broken our laws. Yes, there are people that are being detained. Yes, let's see. They got, oh, beds and blankets and pillows and food and water and medicine and supplies and a soccer field at this particular facility, other recreational facilities, televisions, telephones, and doctors on hand in case anybody needs any medical attention. And children are given diapers and baby formula and everything that they need. Uh, so uh, it's not as bad, in other words, in terms of, oh, we had what, 59 shootings in Chicago this weekend, and we're getting, you know, wrecked. that didn't happen at the detention center. It's not Auschwitz. And then we got celebrities reacting into this whole Epstein thing with one bizarre conspiracy theory after another Will and Grace star Deborah Messing. What a mess. Uh, Among the first to comment, alleging Donald Trump made good on his 2016 assertion that he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose any voters. He finally killed someone on Fifth Avenue, she wrote. And you got the uh, lunatic Michael Moore. I guess they think a country dumb enough to elect Trump is stupid enough to believe Epstein committed suicide or not. Love that they did it on the traditional Friday night, early Saturday morning document, dumb time when they knew, knew no the fewest people will follow it. I mean, Trump had him killed, he goes on to say. And you got, of course, the ever so sane Rosie O'Donnell. And she went on to say uh, that it was, well, suspicious. They can or of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's worms have been open. They'll be crawling all over some very powerful people. Have a nice vacation, Mr. President. And it goes from there. That is your media. That is your mob. That is what you will hear, watch, see now till Election Day, November 2020. And assuming Trump wins again, and I think he's got a very good opportunity because sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe doesn't seem like he has it all together right now. Um, And he seems to be the leader. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think the American people will stick with uh, record low unemployment since 1969. Anyway, joining us, uh, 800 941 Sean, toll-free telephone number. We got Kaylee McEnany with us, National Press Secretary, Trump 2020 campaign, Jeff Lord, author of the bestseller, Swamp Wars, Donald Trump, and the new American populism versus the old order. You know, I think a lot of it, Jeff, is rooted in, you know, this madness that we see is rooted in the fact that Donald Trump, probably one of his biggest accomplishments, is he has exposed just how ugly and deep this, this swamp is, this sewer really is, and it impacts a lot of different people, and I think a lot of people have been threatened by the fact that he doesn't play by their rules. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Sean, I remember vividly
17: sitting across from his desk there in Trump Tower, in 2014 talking to him and I asked him about this kind of thing and you know and I have this on tape and I mentioned in the book he, he, he said oh absolutely I'll expose these people he says I love exposing phonies and and these people and he went on in detail about this and well now we see that he meant it and thank goodness for that and I I actually think Sean that these people in the media are turning out to be one of the best assets that he can have in this campaign because they're absolutely nuts. They've lost all sense of reality, and I think people see it. I mean, for somebody like Nicole Wallace, who worked for George Bush, as you know, one of the most decent people on planet Earth, and they used to call him Hitler and a racist and all this stuff, for her to go the direction she's gone on MSNBC is just mind-blowing.
0: No, I don't really think it is mind-blowing. I think it is a, it's a financial calculation. I mean, just like game change. I mean, okay, where did game change come from? Was it not her and Steve Schmidt? Uh, The character that plays her in the movie and in the book, uh, it it basically says she didn't vote for her own candidate. Meanwhile, they're the ones that picked Sarah Palin uh, (laughs) and they blame Sarah Palin for it. But uh, and look, I'm just telling you, there's something here that I don't think is ever going to end this. This is a real psychosis. It's a mass meltdown it is collective and it's every second minute hour of every day they're just going to wake up with whatever the talking point of the day is and they'll say it louder and and more often than the next person and they think that they're getting noticed but nobody's watching these people anymore what do you think Caleb? That's right. right
16: yeah that's right sean and and jeff hit the nail on the head you know they're obsessed with president trump because president trump is exposing the swamp. I mean, Jeff and I saw it over at CNN when no one wanted to talk about Hillary's emails. There was one person with a very loud megaphone that was, in addition to you, Sean, and that was President Trump talking about the sledgehammers to her server, talking about Uranium One, talking about all these scandals. It's no wonder Hillary Clinton started with a fairly decent approval and favorability rating, and then Donald Trump exposed her, and that's what he's doing now, asking questions about Bill Clinton and the 26 flights that he took with Jeffrey Epstein, President Trump exposes the swamp and the swamp fights back. But what they don't understand is President Trump punches back 10 times harder and he will prevail just as he did in 2016.
0: I think there's another thing going on here as well, and that is the American people have adapted to his iconoclastic and disruptive style. And I think the American people like the results and they realize, yeah, he really is different. Number one, he follows... You know, you, you can make a list of everything he promised and he goes down his list and he doesn't stop till he gets what he wants done. And the latest battle fight has been over the border wall and he keeps winning and getting the money that people said he'd never get through executive uh, emergency orders that he put forward. He won that court case. He is reallocating the monies from the Defense Department and the wall's being built.
17: Yes, that's absolutely right. He does keep his promises, and you know, and I frankly think a lot of the American people love it. Sean, you probably saw this story. Both of you probably saw this story on Fox uh, today about uh, the, the amount—what over sixty percent of his campaign donations were were from small donors, which is some sort of a record. I mean, that just tells you what's happening out here. In America. Real folks are sending their dollars in to Donald Trump because they love him to death and they're definitely going to be there to re elect him without question.
0: Let me ask you, Jeff, you had an article today backfired New York Times. So yesterday, New York Times top fold had all of the conservatives using the word invasion and and that a lot of this influenced the the shooter in El Paso. Now Beyond that, if that is how we're going to judge the actions of some people based on what they read, well, the Unabomber had, you know, Earth for the Unbalanced, Al Gore's book. Uh, Then we can look at Elizabeth Warren was supported by the Dayton shooter and the Scalise shooter was a Bernie supporter. And if there's any, you know, death associated with not building a wall, well, by using their logic, we would blame all the people against the wall. Um, but they really tried to make the case that it's Fox, it's talk radio that we are responsible for what this idiot did in El Paso, Texas, which is a tired old blame game that they play. But they don't apply the same standards to themselves. No, no, they don't. And I went back and
17: looked. I mean, I knew I would find these. Good God, I found. I mean, you know, even in cyberspace, there's a limit to what you can type. There are all kinds of examples out there of the New York Times, specifically. Uh, going after corporations and corporate power and all this, which is exactly the kind of stuff that this nut was putting in his uh, manifesto there in El Paso, both uh, both on the uh, uh, corporations and also on the environment, and they sound identical. And I, you know, and I put some examples in here from from uh, editorials or, or columns from the New York Times when they do this. Um, if this is the road you are going to go down, I mean, and it's ridiculous. The, I mean, you didn't blame Bernie Sanders for the. the
0: no, just the opposite. The I said it's, it's. I said it's intellectually lazy and dishonest to do so. Exactly, exactly. And here
17: they are trying to pull this stunt, but they conveniently, conveniently leave out that if that's the game then they've left themselves out of it. And the New York Times itself is responsible for what's in that manifesto. They don't want to go there.
0: <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I wonder at one point, I mean, CNN, Kaylee, they can't break a million viewers in any single hour of the day. Um, I can't, I, I don't even remember. I mean, it had to be like 98, two years into the Fox News Channel, I don't think, except for maybe a holiday weekend, that we've ever had numbers that low ever. And if we did, I mean, I probably would just, you know, pack it in and and feel rejected and think that, OK, it's over. Um, but yet that's their business model and they keep to it.
16: Yes, that's right. And, and, and they're suffering in the ratings because of it. I mean, I'll never forget going out to do a CNN hit. I was out in Las Vegas and I had a cameraman come up to me and say, hey, you know, I, I didn't vote for the president in 2016, but I'm compelled to give him a shot because I turn on CNN, I turn on MSNBC, and all I see is negativity and lies and distortion.
0: It's not negativity. It is a rage. It is a hatred fueled by lies, conspiracy theories, never-ending hate. It's every That's second right. of the day.
16: That's right, and and one would think that they would have a wake up call when the American people spoke overwhelmingly on November eighth, twenty sixteen, and said we want Donald Trump. But instead, they doubled down on your hate. You're exactly right. It's hate. It's animosity. It's an absolute obsession. With this president to no end to the point of making up lies about exterminating Latinos and all of the clips you Just, played at the top of the show. All
0: right, stay right there. More with Kaylee McEnany, Jeff Lord on the other side, and your calls coming up 800 Sean, toll free telephone number. All right, but as we continue, Jeff Lord, Kaylee McEnany are with us. All right, so if I'm right in this now, we don't have the charges of racism. And, you know, Republicans, racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic and dirty air, water, killed children, grandma, grandpa, eat dog food. And then we throw them over the cliff. Usually that's just during the election season. But now it's every day. So from is this what we get, Kaylee McEnany, from now until Election Day?
16: Oh, absolutely. It's the same recycled playbook. Uh, we will see it all play out again in 2020. And you're right, it's become a daily occurrence. But, but that's just it. It's backfiring. I truly believe I go to these rallies across the country. I'm already here in New Hampshire for the President's Rally Thursday. And I every time, meet Democrats who say, I have converted to President Trump, I just met a black American female uh, just two days ago who said, I've converted, I'm on your side. So people see through it, rest assured.
0: Last word, Jeff Lord. Yeah, they absolutely see through it.
17: And as I say, I I think the more they do this, the more it's going to help the president, which is going to drive them even crazier.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, by the way, it'll be my great pleasure to drive them crazy every night. And, you know, the holy (laughs) grail collapsed on them. I mean, Nadler is such a dope. He thinks he can impeach. And he's in the middle of impeachment here. Proceedings. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Um, but anyway, it's pretty funny and entertaining. On the other hand, thank you both. Uh, we appreciate it. When we come back, wide open telephones, toll free. It's eight hundred nine four one Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, as we continue, all right, twenty five now till the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one Sean, toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? Uh, uh, I mentioned earlier about this incident in San Antonio where shots were fired into a San Antonio ice office. And I have you have to wonder Democrats going to blame? Let's see people that called border agents and detention centers. You know the ones with soccer fields, like we showed you on on, on Griff Jenkins' report. Uh, the ones with recreation centers. The ones with beds and blankets and pillows. Uh, the ones with doctors and. And medical attention, the ones with baby formula, diapers, telephones, TVs for all the people that are being detained, not the ones they called, oh, that's right, concentration camps. Uh, well, if we're gonna use liberal logic, and police in San Antonio arresting a guy Tuesday morning in connection with the gunshots fired through the windows of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office in the city. Well, I wonder if we're going to blame all of those people that have been on the other side of this issue because that's the way they think. Mm, I know you're not allowed to say that, right? No, only, oh, that's right. You only use an issue if you can use it to bludgeon Trump. You don't care about Russian interference. If it's Hillary, it's only if you can talk about Trump-Russia collusion. Then you bludgeon Trump. You don't care about obstruction and... Subpoenaed emails, deleted and bleach bit and hammers and SIM cards. Uh, no, only if it is used to bludgeon Trump. Do you really care about victims of sexual assault? Well, it certainly seemed like there were an awful lot of I-believers in the Kavanaugh case to bludgeon Trump, but no I-believers with credible allegations of rape and violent sexual assault committed by and perpetrated by the lieutenant governor, the Democrat, and uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. You see, it's, it's, oh, if we can blame somebody for a shooting, well, we're not going to blame Bernie Sanders' supporter in the Steve Scalise shooting. We're not going to blame Elizabeth Warren and the crazy socialist ideas that were advocated by the shooter in Dayton. And we'll only talk about the El Paso shooting and we'll use it to bludgeon Trump and Fox and talk radio. You got the added bonus there if you can add in talk radio and Fox. Um, well, if that's the logical conclusion of the left, and that would mean who's responsible for the shots fired into the Office of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE office in San Antonio. Well, based on their logic, it would be them. But of course, we don't think that way. Have taken more incoming than any single family president that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And there's nothing that hasn't been said, including, oh, I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House. And, oh, when's the last time an actor killed the president? Hmm, maybe we need the next one. And it goes on from there. Even go after, you know, a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid. We'll go after him, too. We'll go after the wife and daughter. Let's go after the whole family. Uh, And never admit you're wrong. Why would you ever admit you're wrong? Why would you ever say that you're guilty of perpetrating Lies, hoax, conspiracy theories, you know, peddling you know, 24-7 propaganda, Russian disinformation. Uh, why would you ever admit you're wrong? Just go on to the next issue, the next lies, the next talking point, the next conspiracy theory. Why would you want to become a better person? No. Oh you kidding? We make too much money doing it this way.
15: Impeachment. Impeachable. Impeached. Impeachment. Impeachment. Impeachment.
6: Impeachment. Impeachable. Impeachable. Impeachment of the Russia investigation. Colluded. I'll, I'll, I'll handle no. it
0: from here. Collusion. Colluded. 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 Collusion. Impeachment. Impeachment. Russia. 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 Stormy. 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 S-hole. 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 Racist. 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 And it is a manufactured crisis. 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 I think that covers pretty much the talking points as they go on. Then they they move in a circle. They go from one to the next to the next. All right, let's get to our busy uh, telephones here. As we say hi to Donna is in Staten Island, New York. What's up, Donna? How are you?
15: Hi there, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing? What's going on?
15: First of all, you know, it's been eight years that I've been calling your show. Another anniversary.
0: Donna, it's like an anniversary for us. Thank you. It really is. Well, listen, I mean this. I, I don't say it enough. I should say it more. But I, I do know in my heart, and I am very appreciative, humbled, thankful, that I, I I know this microphone is your microphone, and you lend it to me every day. And the same with that camera in front of me every night. And I just want to do the best job I can possibly do. And, and honestly, with media the way it is today and social media – You know, you get more feedback and more info and more intel and, frankly, really clever, smart people out there that, you know, are contributing more and more every day. We have everybody online is like their own journalists.
15: Well, I appreciate you letting me be on your show to express my and my concerns, I should say, because in the past there have been times where I was upset about something and you consoled me and you give us that conservative voice that we all need. And we really appreciate that you're consistently on our side with that. We're really grateful for that.
0: I'm grateful for you. So what else is on your mind today?
15: Well, I wanted to address, you know, Fredo Cuomo and his little rant. And I wanted to say that as an American of Italian extraction, we've been called worse. I don't think that that's an offensive term. I don't think that was so terrible. And I think that, uh, I mean, what are we going to do now? Say that, you know. Achini Alfredo is racist. We can't see this. this is getting out of control. And I just think that he was more upset about being compared to of all the of all the Corleone family. Well, look, family. Yeah, look I but mean, it, it is
0: insulting Corleone. to refer. You refer if you say Fredo, who, by the way, Michael
10: Cor. Oh, I never wanted this for Michael. I wanted this for Sonny, not Michael.
15: But he's more upset about the fact that of all the Corleones, he was compared to the most dim-witted of all of them. That's what he's the most upset about.
0: Well, I'll say this. I mean, I think it's meant to be... No, say it in your
10: Godfather voice.
0: It hurts my throat to do it, but I'll try it. All
10: right, ready? I never wanted this life of my son. But I will stand by the peace we made here tonight. But I will say this. If any harm shall ever come to my son... In any way, some accident befalls him, I will take revenge on everybody in this room. That's I the
0: best say, I can do.
9: I, that might be better than Clinton.
0: I want to say, that sweet cheeks.
9: Really Isn't it good,
0: Donna? It's pretty good. Especially for a Mick. It, nice job. Yeah, not bad for an Irish guy. You know, I do have sympathy for Chris in this sense. I really do. And the guy was, look, I've had this experience. More than more times that I can mention, I've been there, done that, and um, you know, I'm kind of torn because I kind of like the fact you know, his, his nine year old daughter's there, his wife is in the room, and for me, that's just a cheap shot. And you know what, Chris got in his grill a little bit, and you know, it was a little street talk. Back and a forth. Bit. I'm not a, I'm not offended. You see, look, liberals act offended by anything Donald Trump says. They're not offended. I can't sit here and lie to you and tell you I was offended by Chris Cuomo, you know, a little street talk and, you know, confronting this idiot that was insulting him in front of his family. I'm not it wasn't offended by it. It
15: wasn't, it wasn't an insult. It's
0: it was meant insult. to be an insult. Fredo's supposed to be the dumb brother that ends up getting killed by... Michael,
10: he gotta kill. Fredo, He's gotta go.
0: Yeah, you know, I, it was meant to be an insult.
15: Like I said, we've been called worse things over
0: the years, and, and everybody's been called worse of, things.
15: Okay, I'm very proud of my Italian heritage. I don't you should be, be at all. I don't find that to be insulting at all. I just think that you know what? the left is a bunch of bullies, and like with any bully, when you come back at them, they can't handle it,
0: and that's Listen, what I think. Is the I, here's my like rule: Look, if if Chris was alone, I think he probably would have felt better. But if he feels like getting in somebody's grill and confronting him, I just don't have a problem with it. Um, I've done things myself where I've I've gotten back in people's face. Uh, there was an instant in particular where my daughter and I were just sitting in a diner, and a guy, two guys do a hit and run, and I wasn't going to take it. And uh, I actually walked them over and made them apologize to my daughter in a very persuasive way. Um, but, you know, just people are rude. It happens. It, um, but anyway, I, I get your point, Donna. Thank you. I don't, you know, we all act like we're all outraged, like we've never heard these words before. We're full of crap. We've heard these words before. It's not a shock. You know, Chris should have probably handled it better, but big deal. The guy was a jackass. The guy was trying to embarrass him publicly in front of his family. And the fact that Chris stood up for himself, I'll be honest, I admire it more than I, more than anything else. Why are you saying that? Why can't he—you of all people, you are not going to take that if somebody did it to you.
9: You know, listen, I, there's some rumors, and they have not been confirmed— So I'm going to leave my final uh, opinion for this until I find out. But supposedly...
0: Well, if you you think they're rumors, don't spread the rumor. Then you'll be like conspiracy TV and fake news. It's
9: not a conspiracy, but I'm researching it. But supposedly what really happened and why he was so angry... Is because he's got a house on that island on Shelter Island. And so they came over, they doxed the house, they scared his wife, they scared his kids. That's well, incredibly. Okay, if they,
0: if they did that, then he has right. an even more of a right so to be angry. So what happened was,
9: I think, I think he kind of took the anger and the frustration of that, that situation. situation. Well, good. Out on this dope. And supposedly, he was not there with family. Yeah, I have that, it, James. It's so funny. James, come over here for a minute. Sweet baby James just handed me an article, and I'm literally reading the same article. I'm not even kidding you. So back in the day, in January of 2010, Cuomo referred to himself as Fredo on the air with Curtis. I heard that, which is hysterical. But all that to say, supposedly I miss his, Curtis. His yeah, supposedly his family Curtis is um, awesome mm-hmm, is uh, not was not with him.
0: Okay, at is this that, moment. Look, listen, I. I'm not going to go into the details. I've been through a lot. I don't bring it public, but there is a downside to being a public figure. But if you listen, if I didn't want to be a public figure, I got in the wrong business. And the reality is, is I dish it out my opinions four hours a day. And I some people hate what I say and they can't. I have been in environments where people hate me so much that they're twitching at the sight of me. They can't stand who I am What I represent, what a conservative is, they've got this manufactured false image that has been reinforced by Democrats of what conservatives aren't. But they believe that it's true. And I have no problem standing up for myself. And but my personal rule is leave the kids and leave the wife and kids out of it. It's not it's it's you got a problem with me. Take it up with me when I'm alone not when um there with my young kids or whatever.
9: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta, people you got to leave the kids out of it, you got to leave the family out of it. It's, it's like not that cool.
0: idiot, what's his name, that only sold 14,000 books. I mean, uh what's his name? That was I begging can't to be on the show. His name either. Oh, Jimmy uh, Fake News Acosta, that guy. W- why don't we just so, call him what's his name? What's his name? Um, so I actually he, like that. So you remembered, so he says that I didn't have the ability to confront him on a bus that we were on together. Where was it in Helsinki or somewhere?
9: Yeah, we were in Finland. And, and they, uh, they they
0: put all the media people in the bus. On one bus. All right, everyone's got a ton of equipment and cameras and whatever. Okay, I sit down.
9: Glamorous life. What did he here.
0: expect me to do? Find him, run to the back of the bus, and call him a jackass? Because that's pretty much what he is. Um, I wouldn't do that. Um, he had every opportunity if he wanted to talk to me. I never saw him. I don't even think I'd recognize him if I did see him. I don't watch the network. I know who he is. I've, I've heard his stupid, asinine, self-serving questions. But if somebody doesn't like me and they come up to me, I'm, I'll often say, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. See you later. Uh, but I'm not in the business. If you want to hear my opinions, turn on my show. If he wants me to go and do my show in front of him, he can pay me. Maybe that's what he wanted. He wanted me to do the show in front of him. Like, well, you say these things when I'm not there. Well, what do you want me to do? Walk up to you in a crowded bus and start a fight with you? And why didn't he come up to us? He saw me. I didn't see him. Did you see him? You saw him. What's his name? Oh, boy. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Hope you'll join us. Uh, Dan Bongino, Geraldo, Ari Fleischer, Charlie Hurt, Jeff Lord, John Solomon, Greg, and Sarah, Tom Fitton. We got a lot of deep state investigating of the investigators. New news tonight. Lisa Booth, an awesome lineup. We will see you tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you so much for being with us. Have a great night. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow.